0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Open Mic. I'm excited to be here with you today. And before we get started, I want to tell you about our Young Adult Conference, October 1st and 2nd. We have some awesome speakers lined up. We have some cool stuff planned for our nightlife after the conference services. Uh, it's going to be a great time. It's 25 bucks. Everybody gets a t-shirt. We've got some fun stuff planned. Go to highstreet.org slash YA and it's going to be a good time. Do it for the t
1: shirt alone, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. I've seen
0: the t shirts and they look decent. Or the they free look pretty goodies. Good. Yeah, we got some giveaways. We got a tournament coming. It's going to be a good time. But I'm here today with Logan and JC. What's up with you guys? You having a good day? Great day. Great day. It's a little humid where we're shooting at. A little, yeah. little, I had little to turn the air on. I was struggling in here. My hands are um, sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, are you nervous? Yeah. No. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but today we're talking about uh, really three questions, how to ask yourself three questions that will help you make good decisions and how to uh, not make bad decisions. I want to start off asking you guys, what's the mm. worst fashion choice you've ever made?
1: I'll go first because I'm I'm sure that mine's probably worse. Uh, when back when Kanye was first on the scene, um, he wore these glasses in a video that like had the lines through it, you know, the, the blinders, yeah, guys. the blinders. Uh, yeah, I had yeah. a white pair of those that I wore to prom, <laughs> and I also was wearing a white uh, suit with black pinstripes. So love that. And and prom is a well documented event, so when yeah, I go back, I try to the find fix. that on
0: Facebook. And, if you go uh, add back on my the Facebook, show notes, if we can enough. do that. Uh. JC, what's what's your worst fashion choice you've, you've ever made? We can go back to the 90s if we need to. Oh,
2: I was born in 97. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dating no. myself a little <laughs> bit there. Oops. We'll go back to the 2000s yeah, if we need 2000s, to. Yeah, 2000s, 2000s. No, I'm Ouch. thinking of
2: middle school right now, and I, I had these Sperry's, you know okay. when Sperry's were a thing, that were hot pink and had clear sequins over them, and wow. I thought they were the coolest thing. Vibing out.
0: They, that's They'd just probably not be cool again.
2: I don't think so. That's okay. not how you should wear spares. Sperry. Spares yeah, yeah, yeah. should be strictly like preppy girl vibes. But yeah, that yeah. was like me trying. What to What if be there's
1: someone out there that wears spares still? Hey, you just right? do you. <laughs> hot you know pink mean? ones. Yeah, and you but just put
0: them on blast. If you have hot pink Sperry's. <laughs> send JC an email. Jared,
1: you were Jared. <laughs> you were homeschooled, so tell
0: us about your. Worst well, just to show. <laughs> every choice I made before yeah. uh, 2010 was a bad one, uh, fashion wise. But this uh, this goes back to when I got married in 2014. Tyler threw away almost all of my T-shirts because they were too small, uh, and but they were like the shirts that I enjoyed thoroughly through uh, most of uh, middle school, high school, and early guys. college. They were they were a, a adult smalls, but there were a couple of sweatshirts that I wore like playing pickup football that were like. Children's larges crop top. Well, uh, they were getting there, but not because I cut them. But they uh, were—they're like old Ram sweatshirts I'd pick up from like thrift stores, and and Tyler tossed them. That's
2: kind of in now vintage. I I know.
0: Well, you were you were ahead of back in 2014. I was ahead of springy jeans. I would have been been doing well. Um, Okay, you had one more that was a bad uh, a bad food choice. I mean, since we're on since we're on
1: it, worst food choice I ever made. I ate something once that was called the Gut Pack. Um, that like GUT gut pack. It was from a gas station in Waco, Texas. So I think it's two. called like ViTech. had uh beans, chili, uh, a lot of different things going on. Honestly, best, uh, worst decision I ever made. Best decision I ever made. Was so it good?
0: Did it stay down?
1: <laughs> Stayed down. And I do remember it being very filling. So, Ew. all right, well,
0: so that, that leads us right into today's <laughs> content of, uh, how to make good choices. Um, everybody has choices to make, uh, whether you're graduating high school, college, moving into young adulthood, making choices on dating, choices on career, choices on what you do with your friends. And a lot of those are what I've heard described as like amoral. They're not necessarily like the right decision, the wrong decision. Um, how How do you start to make choices that honor your obedience to God? Where's like, where's like, the first, the first place to look, what do, you, what do you do?
2: Step one is always, is it strictly laid out in God's word, like yes or no? Like if it's a sin, don't do it. But I think we need to even go deeper than that and be like, what is biblical here? If one choice isn't biblical, go with the other choice.
0: So, so your first choice, your first question when you have a choice is asking, is it biblical? Yes. Yeah. What are you gonna say? Y- yeah, and I think it's like you said,
1: some decisions are like amoral. There's not necessarily like a right or wrong laid out. Yeah. Well, we have to start with what's immoral, like in scripture. Sure, yeah. God's gonna list sin uh, as black and white things, and so we have to say, is this sin or is it not? And then after that, then this is when we can kind of like talk a little bit more about what we're gonna talk about today. Is some of the questions you can ask to really like process? Am I making a good decision here?
0: And I think there's a there's a, a a three piece. Like you have to know God's word you have to let the Holy Spirit convict you of those things that you read about in God's word, and you need community to help you make those decisions, so it's not like, I know that you struggle with this, and I'm just going to let you walk into that bad situation, that like, even if it is an immoral thing that some people might go do, and they might not be convicted about it, God's word, the Holy Spirit, and your community should help you stay away from some of those immoral decisions, Um, and I think that's like, base layer. Like that is, if you're a believer, that shouldn't be like, uh, I'm trying to figure out the minimum requirement of sin that I can get away with and still honor God. Like that shouldn't be necessarily our metric for success when we make decisions. It should be, how can I honor God the most in my decisions? And the Bible is going to help us do that. So then you move on to, like, maybe you got uh, two job offers on the table. You, you've got a job offer in Kansas City to do something with your major. You've got a job offer in, in Springfield to do something for your major. How do you go about making that decision? Like, what's next in, in the decision-making process of, okay, I don't see anything lined out in, in, in the Bible. What's the next piece of, like, how do, how do I make that decision?
1: Well, I think, like, the, the first question we've talked about asking out of these set of questions is, is it wise? So like, is, is this a wise choice? And so uh, we've mentioned, as we were kind of talking through this, that as you ask yourself, is something wise, you need to consider your role and your goals, or maybe what role you want to have or what role you do have and what goals you have. So for instance, for the the circumstance you you mentioned, like, is the job in Kansas City, uh, you know, going to help me like build the kingdom of God or is this the one in Springfield? You know what I mean? Like, what are my goals? Right. Yeah. And And I think you have to evaluate that. But then looking further than that, like, is it wise? One of the things you can ask in any situation is like, what is my role here? You know, and so I think that's important things to think about.
2: Yeah, that's good. I just thought of an example. I have a friend who's trying to make a decision about staying or moving right now, and I was trying to help her, and I was like, first and foremost, what's the Holy Spirit telling you to do? What is God giving you peace about staying? Yeah. And then I was like, after that, you can go more practical. You can say, is it smart financially? Is it smart mm-hmm. for my community? Like, Do yeah. I have a good, solid yeah. church there? Um, is it smart for like my family? Are they going to be able to it, do I go see them often enough or will they be close enough to me where I need to see them? Um, things like that. And once you go more practical, I think you can start to discern, is it something like God is still giving you peace about or is it something that's more gray and you need to invite more community into?
1: And, and I think this is like, it's easy to take it and be like, is this like for big decisions, you know? Yeah. But also like this question of like, is it wise? This is going to help you make better decisions in just your daily uh decisions that you're making in your daily leadership you know I was kind of telling you guys the stories I started where I was like just yesterday I asked someone a question that was not wrong it was not sinful there was no ill will in my heart in asking it but I realized after I asked it I was like I was unwise in my timing of asking that question and so for me like was it wise right then no it wasn't so like very practically speaking from big picture stuff like should i move to uh is this the right time to bring something up is this the appropriate setting you know yeah. we talked about this like evaluate like who are the people that i'm around you know what what is the timing of this like where are we locate like you got to consider kind of like the setting you're in to determine if something is wise
0: yeah so i have um when i was graduating from community college in st louis i had some choices and one was to go to a, a private university in st louis and I I tried to do a couple things that were gonna get me some scholarship. Didn't make it for those, and it was gonna cost about thirty grand a year, fifteen grand a semester. And I just had two years of college left, and it was like I had that choice: I could stay at home, or I could move down to Springfield and live a lot cheaper uh, with someone, and then uh, uh, only spend about seven thousand dollars. And for me, it was like the wise decision of thirty grand versus fourteen grand. And that was just the decision that I made, and I already had community down here. I knew some people. I knew uh, at the church that I was going to go to. I was going to come to High Street. I knew some of those things that it wasn't necessarily like, man, one of these is right, and one of these is wrong. I just could kind of line out, okay, I'm not stepping into a place where I don't know anybody. I- I'm not making a poor financial decision that's going to leave me in a ton of debt. I'm making a wise choice. Um, one of the things that helps me make decisions is Ephesians five, uh, fifteen and 16. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And verse 17 says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And to me, that kind of steps into the third question that we ask. So you ask, is it biblical? Is it wise? Understand what the will of the Lord is. Is it kingdom building? Like, there are things that you could look at and say, like, even in my situation, I didn't have a strong pull to, like, what I needed to do or what God was leading me to do. And and sometimes you have that. Sometimes you have the person that's like, man, I'm going to go be a missionary in Uganda. And God put that on my heart and gave me that conviction. And then if you don't go do that, that's wrong. That's disobedient. But sometimes he's going to provide you greater opportunity to go do something good for the kingdom of God. And sometimes stepping away from that to a, a place where you can be more um, lazy or just, hey, I'm just going to go there to make money, which isn't always a bad thing, but sometimes we're not going places just for the the, the use of uh, moving God's kingdom forward. And I think that if that is the the further down the funnel that our questions go, is it biblical, is it wise, and what's it going to do for the kingdom of God, then it starts to change the lens of like that question that you ask, Okay, that person, is, is it a wise time to ask, what's it going to do for the kingdom of God? It starts to change all of those metrics for me to, like, is Springfield the place that I can make the biggest impact for God, or is that somewhere else? And then that starts to change. Maybe it does make it so that you make a, a little bit of a worse financial decision, and, and you, you take a hit so that you can live in the place that you can make the bigger impact, or you can raise money so you can go do that. And it starts to reverse-engineer some of those questions But I think that has to be the tip of the iceberg. That has to be the biggest thing that we ask because biblical, wise, and then kingdom building. That's the thing that's on the forefront of God's mind, and we have to kind of consider some of our questions through that lens. Um, I'll just say this. When I was ending high school, I thought that, like, God's will. I grew up in church, and I heard people talk when they would, you know, give their testimony into why. I was just living out of God's will for a while, and I thought that God's will was like a, a treasure map. And if you took a, a step to the right, you were off of it. And God's, God's kind of going, oh, man, Jared's missing it. He's not quite where he should be. And I'd read verses like, like Ephesians 5, 17 that says, don't be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. I thought that God had this hidden will, this hidden plan for me. And if I didn't do it, I was sinning and messing up. And I would look at a situation like go to the university in St. Louis or go to the university, go to MSU, and I would go, man, God has a plan for me. He's not going to tell me what it is, but I better make the right choice. And that was such a confusing and honestly crippling thing for me to think through because I thought that God was just going to be so upset with me. But when you read God's word, you read through these metrics of is it biblical, is it wise, is it kingdom building? And I think he looks at us like a father looks at children and says, I don't care if you're a trash man or the president. If you honor me with your life, that's what I want. Will he guide and direct? Absolutely, and that's why we stay close to him and listen, so that we're in tune with his spirit. We know what his word says. So when an opportunity presents itself, you go. That's what God. That's what God wants. That's what His will. His His ways are. Um, and we're not confused and crippled. And and I think that's a way, honestly, that Satan has some victory. Is he just goes? I just don't want you to make any decision. I want you to be crippled by this. I want you to think that this amoral decision that you can make will cripple. Uh, your relationship with God. And i the more I understand God's word, the more I think that's just not the case.
2: Yeah. Something I encourage people a lot with that are making hard decisions is I think God cares less about this big, huge decision you're about to make. He cares less about that and more about where your heart's at today. Like if you're going to him every single day and being like, God, this is what I'm struggling with today. Like today I'm feeling very upset about moving to college or today I'm feeling really excited about moving to college and just being honest with him by giving him those emotions. I think that's what he cares about because he's going to be able to, to guide you and direct you by giving you your daily bread that you need from him. Um, and, of, of course, yes, over time you need to make that decision because that is smart. But I think God really wants our hearts at the, at the first place.
1: And, and going back to something you said about, like, letting – uh, I'll give an example. So my wife, Emma, is staying home from teaching next year. She's taught. We've been a two-income household um, for a long time now. And so for us, as we started to, like, as we're walking with God, she has this Holy Spirit, you know, feeling like she's wanting to stay at home. Like, it wasn't just like a, yeah, I want to on a whim. Like, as she prayed and processed through it, mm-hmm. she feels called to that and, like, to do that. And and um, as I prayed about it and processed through it, it's tough for me. Because is it is it wise? Uh, well, you could make a case that it's not. Like, you're, you're, you're decreasing your income, right? But then when I asked the question, like, is it kingdom building? Yeah, it's going to help us to better build the kingdom of God, I really do believe. But superseding that, going back to the first, is that we both felt peace from God from it we felt led by the Holy Spirit that this is where our family needed to go we sought counsel biblically there's nothing wrong with that so for me it's like okay before I ask is it wise before I ask that question again going back to like it supersedes that is like what is the Holy Spirit calling you um, to do we don't ignore that conviction uh, in our lives and so I think this is great because it's it's not only for big things but like I said before it's also so practical too like We get in those daily tough decisions of like, man, should I go to this? Should I not go to this? Should I say that? Should I not say that? When should I bring this up? When should not? I? And it's like as you go through these questions, like, is it biblical? Is it wise? Does it push someone towards the kingdom of God or push them away? It's like, okay, then I can evaluate. Do I need to share this on my Instagram story or not? You know what I mean? Like from a very practical level.
0: And I really do think it's that big and that small. It can take everything from like, do I move across the country or the world and do this big thing that God's put on my heart? Or like, do I share that thing because what's my motivation? Yeah. Is my motivation to do what the Bible says, to do what's wise and to build the kingdom? Or am I just hoping that people will see this cool thing that I got to be a part of? And that h- kind of helps me like shape my motivations because money, all those things are attractive. I want those things. And I can justify it to everybody around me and go, yeah, I, w- I wanna move here because I want to make this money. I can justify that to myself and then and then take that to somebody else and say, yeah, this is where the Lord's lead, and, and say the right thing. So everybody goes, man, he's doing such a good thing. But really, I'm being selfish. I'm not wanting to build a kingdom. And I think the way that we think through our decisions ourselves and bringing people into those decisions, like you said you were making with, with your family, that, that is defining for us. Mm. And, and that's where it's cool to see how people give, to see where people sacrifice, to see where people do things for each other in the church where it's like, there's no reason for you to do that besides unless you love the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool to see when, when people make decisions with that framework in mind. A- any final thoughts on on decision-making? Or
2: Yeah, just lastly, I was going to say, I people need to know that decisions aren't going to come like just in a snap of a finger. No matter if it's big or small, I'm a pretty indecisive person, so then mm-hmm. I just wrestle with it. But I think you should know that sometimes you need to just take a step back, submit what it is to God instead of saying yes right from the start or no right from the start, and then be obedient to whatever he tells you to do. And that might take an one night, like sleeping on it, praying on it, or it might take a week sleeping on it, praying on it, or if it's something bigger, maybe a few months. But um, definitely don't just feel like you need to be rash in making decisions mm. because I think you need to go directly to God and then be obedient to what he tells you to do.
1: Yeah, and from a practical standpoint, it's like I've noticed this from the more I've been in leadership opportunities the more I realize that when I feel like I've got to make a decision and like a decision has to be made right then usually it doesn't have to be usually I can take a step back and if I would process through these things I would make a better decision as a leader um, or whatever and it really does like I think these things really have let you evaluate like where your heart is you know and that's why I think it's so important and something I wish I would have done sooner rather than later
0: yeah Yeah, that's great. So we hope that your decisions are not just uh, uh, simple and easy, but we hope that they are. You give you a framework that can make them simple and easy because your goal is to honor God in what you're doing, Uh, guys. Any final thoughts? Sign up for For YACOM. Sign up for fun. and it'll be good. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.